On today's podcast, we're going to talk about a, a topic that sort of extends our topic from last week uh, about taking away cell phones. Uh, but mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about what is the problem with using stickers? That's right. That's at the other end of the child rearing spectrum. Yeah. You know, we talked last week about taking our teenagers or, or punishment. Yeah. Uh, teenager cell phone as a form of punishment okay mm-hmm. so today we're going to talk about the other end with young children um, and the title of the article is what's wrong with stickers um, stickers being a metaphor for any type of reward right. or punishment that we want to use with children yeah mm-hmm. so over the past couple of weeks last week and, and this week mm-hmm. we're, we're focusing on the two of the key aspects of behaviorism um, parenting what most parents right. use as their primary strategy mm-hmm. for governing and managing their child. Right. Uh, that is rewards, uh, so we're talking about today, right. and punishments, that's what we talked about last week. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna really highlight the issues um, with this uh, with this idea of, you know, if you want kids to do certain things, if you want to, right. them to engage in particular behaviors, right. we need to reward them. And we, and, and we start to blindly reward kids to the point where it actually creates more problems and, and it's not really as effective as you would think it would be. That's right. There is this, you know, it's fair to say, there's an intuitive appeal right. about rewarding uh, behavior. The idea that, well, if you want somebody to do something, offer them some reward. Yeah. Um, and that, that certainly, oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it does on the surface, but the problems you get into are that if you raise children to expect a reward for everything they do, then you're gonna develop a child who has this bargaining attitude. Mm -hmm. Well, what is it worth to you? Or what is it worth to me? Or I'll do it if, or what do I get if I do that? Um, And and so there's an inherent danger in in, uh, using rewards uh, or overusing rewards. Right, and I've even had seen patients Mm -hmm. who when the parent wants them to do something, even if it's something that is in the kid's best interest, something that the kid really needs to do. Right, or everyone wants to do. Right, the kid will say, well, you owe me. Right. <laughs> you, you, you owe get? me something because right. I did that. That's right. You. And if you overuse rewards of any type, mm-hmm. you're gonna get into this bargaining uh, attitude and you're gonna re- be raising a child who's always bargaining for mm-hmm. what they're gonna get from you. Um, probably something you want to avoid. Right. Okay, so be very careful about how you're using rewards. Right, so, so when we're thinking about rewards, uh, just to, to put a little bit more of a clear definition mm-hmm. uh, on it, I guess. Right. Um, in, the, in, the, in the column article, they talk about stickers, but right. what we're talking about is anything that you give a person right. with the idea that um, by giving it to them is going to increase the likelihood that they do something. Right. So if the child eats broccoli and you give them a dessert, a, you know, their favorite dessert afterwards, the idea is that that dessert is going to entice them to want to eat broccoli again. That's right. That's um, so right. anything that you're giving uh, a person to increase a behavior that you, you're wanting them to do more often would be considered a reward. Right, right. So number one, uh, don't create this bargaining attitude. That, right. That, that, leads a child to believe that they get something right. each time. Number two, um, some children are not going to buy this. Right. They're, they're simply not going to cooperate. It, right. just, it just doesn't mean that much to them. Right. We have many parents who come in and they'll say, well, it doesn't matter whether I reward or punish, he doesn't care. And you have to be very sensitive to that. Some kids 
just don't care whether you give them right. a reward or not. They don't need it and they don't appreciate it if you give it. And that's why I wanted to throw in that definition right there because if, right. if it doesn't matter to them, uh, thinking about the broccoli and mm -hmm. the dessert, right. if, if a kid can have ice cream all day long and then they eat broccoli, mm -hmm. or if you tell them, if you eat your broccoli, I'll give you some ice cream, they, they don't care. They're going to have broccoli. They're going to have, have ice cream all day long. That's right. So the, the, the power of a reward is only to the extent that the person wants it. Right. You know, if, if the kid doesn't care about it, mm -hmm. it's not going to be very effective at all. Right, right. And then the other assumption, uh, number three, is that when you're talking about misbehavior, um, that misbehavior stems from a lack of motivation to be good. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the assumption, that you're assuming that misbehavior is because the child doesn't have the motivation to be right. good. Most kids have the motivation to be good. They're, they're, they're kind of born with it. They want to be cooperative. Mm -hmm. We've said many times on the show, um, kids don't get up in the morning and, and calculate how they're going to misbehave that day. Right. You know, they, they just don't do it. They, they bump into right. rules and they bump into procedures, but they don't, there's no intent. Okay? Right. And so um, misbehavior is not just a lack of motivation to be right. good. So you don't need to motivate them to mm -hmm. be good. Don't, don't assume that they're being bad because they lack motivation to be right. good. It's probably some other reason. For example, maybe they're tired or hungry. Right. Okay, they're not, they're not intending to be bad. Or they're overwhelmed with things. Kids right. frequently um, usually get overwhelmed with things. Mm -hmm. Or they feel hopeless that right. they, there's no solution. Um, or that the demands of the task exceed their ability. And right. so they would probably act out in some way. Right. So there could be many other explanations besides a lack of motivation. For misbehavior right and, and again the idea is that we want to increase motivation by offering a reward and it, and it doesn't always work you know I, no. I once gave an example to a patient um, it, because the, the parent was really perplexed that offering their kid this mm -hmm. uh, reward didn't in, didn't make the kid behave in this right. particular way right. and I said and I, I challenged the parent with the question what if they're not able to do it mm -hmm. and she said well I know he's able to do it I said, well, how do you know he's been able, he's able to do it if he's never done it? Well, I just know he can. Right. And I said, well, what would I ha if I gave you a million dollars, could you jump over this building? A million dollars. What about right. 10 million? What about 100 million dollars? Right. No, you, if you don't have the skill, it doesn't matter what the reward is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we worked with this kid. And in fact, this kid didn't have, the, didn't have the skill. He didn't know how to do it, at least not in the way that the dad wanted him to. And so we had to teach the skill. So as you said, right. it's not necessarily a motivation issue. Sometimes it's a skill-based issue. Sometimes right. it's an ability. Um, it's, not, it's a can't do, not a won't do. Right. That's right. And two other things about misbehavior. Um, I don't use the term misbehavior right. anymore. Children behave to get their needs met. Right. As a parent, you need to understand what need they're trying right. to meet. Um, we talk about Ross Green many times on the show. Um, kids behave to get their needs met. We call it misbehavior. To them, it's just they're just behaving to right. get their needs met. Okay. Um, the other thing is, in in line with what you just said, do they have the ability? Frequently, we'll hear things like, "Well, um, she did it. She does it at school, so I know she can do it. I know she can." And frequently, teachers will say, "Well, he's done it before, so I know he can do it." Mm -hmm. No, yeah. that's not always the case. Right. They may do it in this context or at this time, but not at this time right. or in this context for a very different reason. Right. So just because you've seen them do the behavior doesn't mean they're going to do it consistently or in all places. Right. 
And, and it's an issue that we have talked about here on the podcast before, and that is, you know, when when asked, you know, does the person know the difference between right and wrong? Yeah. For example, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we ask, we're asked to testify quite often, and in when we testify for for forensic cases, um, they said, well, does, did did the defendants know the difference between right and wrong? Mm-hmm. Probably. Oh well, then that means that he knew that what he was doing was wrong. Hmm. Not necessarily. Not necessarily right. at the time. Right. Because many times. There, we know the difference between right and wrong, but we still engage in the wrong behavior. Not because we want to be wrong or not because we want to be bad, but because at the time we didn't have the capacity right. to differentiate and change our behavior. Right. So our kids are the same way. You know, when, um, you know, when you're in a hurry to get somewhere, you're going to speed. Now right. you know that it's wrong to speed, but you speed because you're trying to get there right. to where you're, where you're going as quickly right. as possible. Yeah, you know right from wrong. You know right from wrong. But under these circumstances, yeah. you chose this behavior. Right. right. And and not because you're doing it consciously, but because you're in a hurry. And then how many times have you looked down at the speedometer and said, oh my gosh, I didn't know I was going that fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't doing it consciously. You're just in a hurry. And so you're going faster than you would expect. Right. Kids do the same thing. They are in a situation, something is happening, they are behaving, as you said, it's not necessarily misbehavior, they're just behaving, and they make bad choices. They, they, they make a decision that goes against what is otherwise expected in that setting. Mm-hmm. Parents and teachers refer to that as misbehavior, but a kid is just behaving. The kid is right. just doing what the kid does to have their needs met. And if you can see it as just behavior, yeah. I mean, it's not misbehavior. If you see it as just behavior, it starts to clarify your thinking yeah. a little bit, makes it easier for you to make the right decision about what, how you should respond. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And then number four is, if you're constantly rewarding, you're taking away the child's internal or um, what we call internal motivation or intrinsic, intrinsic mm-hmm. motivation. We call it intrinsic. But um, we are all born with motivation. Right. We, we're all motivated. <laughs> we're motivated to eat. We're motivated to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we all have intrinsic motivation. And uh, I mentioned in last week's podcast about the children in Zambia with, right. who got the iPads. They were, there's this, in, how does this work? You know, mm-hmm. what can yeah. I do? And Inquisitive so there's this, there's this intrinsic motivation that people have to solve problems and to mm-hmm. learn things and to do things. Right. Um, and so you don't want to get in the way of that. Right. And if you're constantly rewarding uh, externally, mm-hmm. if, if I'm standing around passing out stickers for everything they do that's good, I'm denying my children the opportunity to develop their own reasons right. for doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we want that internal or intrinsic motivation. We want that to develop because that's, that is what is that personal or self-drive mm-hmm. to accomplish other goals. You know, right. you can't, you're not, you are not going to be able to provide an infinite number of rewards to get the kid to do everything you need them to do. Right. I mean, for goodness sakes, as soon as they leave the house mm-hmm. for college or for um, work or to become an adult or whatever, mm-hmm. as soon as they leave the house, your ability to reinforce and to influence their behavior dissipates. If they don't have developed within them an intrinsic motivation to make good choices or to do what it is that they need to do mm-hmm. to, to survive, Right. They're not going to. That's right. Um, they, we, when we talk to parents, they say, well, what do you want of your children? Well, I want them to learn how to do this, and I want them mm-hmm. to do it for the right reason. Then you can't just reward everything right. that they do because you're denying them the opportunity to learn how to do it on their own. Right. Okay? So be careful about overusing these mm-hmm. things because it'll rob your children of, of developing their own motivations because that's what's going to sustain them is their motivation. Right. 
uh, you can't always be there. So right. what are they going to do when you're not there handing out stickers? Absolutely. The last reason, the last thing to remember, the unintended consequences, what mm-hmm. we're talking about now are the unintended consequences of what seems like a reasonable mm-hmm. approach of, of rewarding your children. Um, the last one is very few families can keep up a sticker chart. Right. Uh, yeah. I can tell you it is arduous and hard to do. Yeah. It sounds great. It's like a New Year's resolution. I can do this. And we think schools do it all the time. Right. Teachers can do it with 20 students. No, most families can't most do families it. Most families can't. You can't keep up. You can't keep track. You can't keep up. You mm-hmm. forget about that. And the thing falls apart. Mm-hmm. So um, be very careful about setting And the more complicated your stick, I've seen some sticker charts that very complicated. Whoa, there's no way that you could do it yeah. day in, day out. Yeah. Um, people get sick, people get tired, people yeah. go on vacation. You can't sustain a complicated sticker chart. Yeah. Okay? You shouldn't have to. First of all, you shouldn't have to have a complicated sticker right. chart. And we're going to talk about those uh, in, the, in the second part of the podcast is when rewards are useful. Yeah. Okay, So we'll, we'll get into some of that yeah. in the second part. So when are they useful? Yeah. Do you remember in graduate school we learned it wasn't it called SMART? Yeah. What was what, oh, measurable, simple, simple, achievable, measurable. simple. Was it simple? It was simple? Um, I think so. Yeah, we had an acronym that we learned in graduate oh. school that if you're going to use rewards, you have to be smart about it, and it was something measurable, achievable, um, Realist, realistic, and um, tangible. Yeah. I think was the last one. Okay. You surprised me with that yeah. question. I, I would have looked it up. I can't remember. Right. And I think it was, I think it was simple. Um, yeah. It has to be simple. You have to keep. If you're going to use, if you're going to use them, um, um, it, you have to do simple procedures. Um, right. First of all, it has to be logical. They have to be logical. Right. Okay. Uh, that's that's number one. Right. Well, just as we talked about last week with taking away the phone willy that's nilly, right. it's not logical to take away the smartphone because they're being rude to you when the phone has nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. It, It's not logical. Yeah, it has to make sense to the child. You know, if this happens, then we'll do this. Okay, there's this if then, but it has to be a simple, logical, sensible, that the kid gets it. Okay, if I do this, this is going to happen. Okay, and it's gonna happen every time. Right. Okay, so first of all, it has to be logical. Second, rewards are useful for what we call getting over the hump right okay so you have a child who's not doing so they not getting out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. or yeah. not um, not uh, keeping track of their shoes or right. um, not turning in homework or something so you have a very specific behavior that's bothering you yeah. not um, she's being disrespectful yeah don't go there don't right. that's too general right. it's too vague um, you want to you want to isolate a very specific behavior. Uh, you're not brushing your teeth at night, right. okay? So to get over the hump, you might start um, by saying, okay, as soon as you brush your teeth, you'll get this, right. and then when you accumulate five of these, yeah. you can turn them in for something you want. And, right. and this is the list of things that, right. that that are possible wants that you can right. satisfy. Um, again, very simple, right. very direct. Sometimes the hump is at the very beginning, as you were just saying, right. and sometimes the hump comes in the middle. So mm-hmm. think about think about your own workout regimen, for example. You may um, you may be very very motivated initially mm-hmm. to right. to start working out, and you you hit the gym and you're doing it, and like for two weeks 
you are at the gym, you know, three times right. a week and you're doing really, really well. That's, yeah. And then you hit that wall and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to go today. Right. That is when a, a reinforcer, a, a reward right. is really beneficial. Mm -hmm. So you might tell yourself, well, you know what, if I go today, then I'm going to do this <laughs> for myself. I'm going to get myself this as a reward because that's going to get you over that hump. It's not, you know, you have some intrinsic motivation initially, right? but you, it, it just can't sustain. And so you have to have the reward to get you over that hump. I'm laughing because I, <laughs> I've started about 27 diets so yeah. far this year, you know, yeah. right? And, and it's because it's easy to start one, yeah. okay? I talked to a guy one time, he said, oh hell, I've lost about 300 pounds in my life, you know, yeah. because he goes on diets and gains weight and goes on diets and gains weight. Um, it's easy to start something. We, yeah. we, last week we talked about New Year's resolutions, how mm -hmm. easy it is to start a New Year's resolution. The hard part is sustaining it. Right. So what I'm going to have to do is say, okay, I'll start my diet and be very enthusiastic for four or five days, but I know by Friday I'm going to need some way to get right. over the hump because right. by Friday or at night yeah. when you have less inhibition, right. that's when you need a tangible reward. That's when I need something mm -hmm. and I have to build that into the system because I fall prey to that right. myself. And so you're right, getting over the hump. Yeah. So it, it might be worth rewarding yourself in some way just to get over the hump, right. whether it's to get started or to sustain right. or to get to the finish line. Right. Okay. Um, another is to gain the cooperation of your child. Frequently, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, you're really battling over something and you sit down and say, hey, we're really having a hard time here. Right. Okay. How do we resolve this? You know, um, and so it might be worth um, using a reward rewarding somebody mm -hmm. just to get to get the thing going right. to get cooperation yeah. and then finally the other thing you want to do want to do is you want to avoid bribes right yeah. some of this is just plain bribery yeah okay if you do this I'll give you this yeah that's not behavior management mm -hmm. that's not applied behavior analysis yeah. um, so please avoid bribes um, yeah. because you're going to get into that bargaining attitude if Absolutely. you if this is a bribe they're going to know it's a bribe, and they're going They'll to use it. They're going to use that again. Yeah. They're going to weaponize that one. So these aren't bribes. Um, they're they're used yeah. very differently. So be careful when you use them. Absolutely. Okay. So what are some effective rewards? Well, smart, right? Whatever smart stands for. <laughs> whatever that was. <laughs> but they they have to be relevant. Right. Um, whatever whatever the reward is, it has to be relevant to mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're trying to to get the kid to do. Right. So once again, just as taking away the cell phone for being disrespectful isn't relevant, right. uh, you wanna make sure that your reward um, go, corresponds in some way with the behavior that you're wanting from them. Right, that's and right. It's, yeah. And, and, and keep one. in mind that SMART, yeah. the, the acronym, it, SMART is specific. Right. It has to be something very specific. Oh, right. You can't be, you can't say, well, you're being, it, it's disrespect or it's disobedience. Or, no, no, no. It has to be very, very specific. Right. You, you have to be able to count it. You have to be able to see it. You have to be able to agree on it. Because mm -hmm. what you don't want to do is, say, well, no, I wasn't being disrespectful. Well, yeah, you were being, that's an argument you don't right. want to have. No, you have not brushed your teeth. Right. Okay. No, you have not cleaned your plate. Right. No, you have not found your shoes. Mm -hmm. um, so it has to be specific. Right. You have to be able to see it and count it. We say measurable, achievable, right. relevant. Mm -hmm. It has to be meaningful to right. the child. Um, Timely. And timely. Right. Yes. So it, has to be, it, has, it needs to be immediate. You, you don't want to, this is the issue that I have with rewards and punishments for at home for behaviors mm -hmm. at school. Right. You know, if a kid does something really, really good mm -hmm. at nine o'clock in the morning, and then the parent is trying to reward them at, you know, 6 p.m. Right. It's not, there, there's no. not a connection there. 
And, and that may sound like, oh, well, but it's not too bad mm -hmm. to give them a reward at six o'clock for something they did well at mm -hmm. nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. That's not so bad. But think about the reverse. Right. If they did something bad at nine o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. punishing them at six o'clock makes no difference at all. Right. No. And so it's it goes to, it's the same both ways, right. whether it's a reward or a punishment. You want the you want the reward or punishment to be immediate. As right. soon as the behavior occurs, you want the you want the That's right. reward or punishment. T stands for timely. Right. It has to be they have to be close in time. You know, you did it, here's the reward. Mm -hmm. um, you can't say, well, um, we'll do something on Saturday. Right. You know, it's too far off. Okay, it has to be immediate, mm -hmm. and then they make the connection between this and getting some type right. of reward. Second, um, we would advise that you you try to use non-tangible rewards. Right. Okay, legitimate compliments. Mm -hmm. um, you know that that sort of and you right. did a great job or. I really appreciate that you did that. You yeah. know that that too is is a reward, but it's a non tangible reward. Right. So you don't have to keep track of all this stuff. Right. Yeah. I used to work with a group, and they, the the idea they had drawers <clears throat> full of pencils, and they would give kids pencils for coming in and doing testing and you know cooperating yeah. and things like that. I, I never wanted to do that. <laughs> I never wanted a drawer full. Actually, I still have a drawer full of pencils that. Is that I was what those are there. for? Yeah. I wondered about they're, that. They're just they're cute. Room. They're all colorful. Yeah. And, <laughs> they're nice. But I never used them because I, what I found was that a high five and saying, man, you did a great job. That means just as much, if not more, to most kids right. than giving them a pencil or any other tangible reward. So Absolutely. just, just uh, you know, praise them, appreciate them. Right. The other thing is um, use surprise rewards or mm -hmm. unexpected rewards. Right. You know, I do that with my kids all the time. I don't reward my kids for everything they do. But every once in a while, I'll say, man, that was fat. Then it means something, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. Um, they weren't expecting it. It wasn't part of the program. Right. But it came out of nowhere. To them, it seemed, it came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking all the time, well, it's about time to issue another yeah. reward just mm -hmm. to keep this thing going. Yeah. So go ahead and use unexpected consequences. You know, get up on a Saturday morning. See, you guys have been so good. We're going to have pie for dinner tonight or something. You know, just some crazy thing. They'll never forget that. Right. Dad, remember that time we had pie for dinner? Mm -hmm. They're not going to forget that. They'll be talking about that long into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Unexpected, unplanned, a little bit offbeat, um, has, a, has a much more powerful effect than right. giving a sticker each time or a coin or a toy. Right. Okay? Absolutely. Um, and then finally, use them sparingly. Don't, yeah. don't right. use them sparingly. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get you your kids saturate. on a steady diet. Right. of rewards because they're going to expect it and then you're going to get into that bargaining attitude yeah. and that's what you want to avoid. Uh, okay? yeah, either that or then it just loses its effectiveness and the kid yeah. doesn't care. And so the next question, final question that comes up is parents say, well, if I don't use, if I don't do that, what else is there? Yeah. You know, how do I then, how do I get my kids to do what I want them to do? Yeah. Okay. So again, we've already talked about descriptive praise. Man, I really like the way you did that. My daughter played a tennis match yesterday and she wanted to know very specifically what what it, what was I impressed with, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, she said, "I want to know seven things I did." You know, she's, "I want to know seven things." Right. So so we talked about what she did well. Um, that was a dis, that was descriptive praise. Right. There were some things that she didn't do well. We right. didn't talk about those. Right. Okay. Um, genuine appreciation. Yeah. You know, I oh man, honey, I really appreciate that you walked the dog or yeah. did the dishes or something. Um, again, occasional but appreciative, genuine right. appreciation, powerful, powerful reinforcer. So you can Just use communicating that. Right. with your kid, you right. know. Um, you can also give a choice, uh, give the child a choice, you know. 
um, well, do you want to do it yeah. now or do you want to do it later? Mm-hmm. Do you want to clean your room this morning or do you want to wait until this afternoon? You yeah. know, it's up to you. And then again, you give your child some agency. You right. give your child some control. And that's what they want. Right. They, they want they want to be part of the process. We don't want to be doing things to our children. We want to be doing things with our children. Right. So give them some decision yeah, making. Um, and j- we mentioned AB, uh, applied behavior analysis yeah. a few minutes ago. One of the things in applied behavior analysis that that we try to get people to switch is instead of thinking in terms of waiting for a behavior to occur and then providing a Mm -hmm. consequence, engineer success before the behavior occurs, okay? Mm -hmm. That to me is one of the easiest solutions that any parent, any family can institute is engineer success. I don't know how many times you've said on this program, wait till your child has a nap before you go to the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. Okay. A tired child is a cranky child, mm-hmm. okay? That's not the time to go to the grocery store. Right. It's not the time when you're in a hurry, yeah. okay? Um, parents say, oh, mornings are horrible. Well, get up a half hour earlier. Yeah. Give yourself enough time yeah. to engineer a, a quiet, calm morning, okay? Yeah. Set your clock 15 minutes yeah. uh, earlier, a half hour earlier, an hour earlier, yeah. okay? So that everybody has time to move at their own pace. Uh, if you get done early, you can do some other things, but you've given yourself enough time. Yeah. So engineer success. Don't yeah. wait for bad behavior to occur and then punish it. That's not very. I almost said that's kind of. Yeah. That's not. That's not a, a, not a effective way to do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And finally, model cooperation. If yeah. you want cooperation, you should model cooperation. Absolutely. Again. Don't don't stand right. over them, over your children, and demand that they do something. Model what you want to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The kids are going to learn more from what they see you you doing than they will from what you tell them to do. Kids are going to do what they see, not what they're told. Right. Not Absolutely. what they hear. So. Absolutely. So. Okay. The the article is in the show notes. Uh, the, the link to the article is in the show notes. So check that out. Um, mm-hmm. Read it and let us know if you have any thoughts, ideas, or anything right. what's worked and not worked for you. Right. So. And again, we've we've talked about this these kinds of things many times on the program. Yeah. But every once in a while, it's good to review. Absolutely. Um, and again, the, we're we're getting new new subscribers who haven't seen some of this stuff. So yeah. uh, if you have any questions, comments, um, additions, deletions, let yeah. us know. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. all right, that is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. 